0: What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey.
1: Time for Beautiful Places here on Money FM 89.3. Neil Humphreys, the author, satirist and New Paper columnist, every week picks somewhere wonderful to visit uh, in our region, usually in Singapore. Today we've picked one of my favourite places, Little India and uh, Serangoon
0: Road. Well, we've been there many times, haven't we? Yeah. We've recorded podcasts and radio shows there in the past. Gone for food? Uh, many times. I mean, I love Little India. I make no secret of it. It's featured prominently in all of my books, and for many reasons, the most obvious being that I love the place, but also because I think it gets a little bit of a bad press, sometimes unfairly, which I'll, I'll get to in a moment. But one of my first experiences, 1996, so what is that, 22 years ago, someone took me to Little India, took me to Kamala Villas, uh, the famous uh, eatery mm, there. I vegetarian? Wasn't ve- yeah. I wasn't vegetarian then, I am now, but Kamala Vilas is the oldest restaurant in Little India, South Indian vegetarian restaurant, opened in 1947, still, interestingly, uh, in family hands, the same family, which I think is very important in this down-east, you know, it gets past father to son. It's great, they claim, and this is very interesting for our foodies among our listeners, apparently Kamala Vilas is where the first masala dulci was, I won't say invented, but certainly mm. became popularised. I'm mm. sure many foodies will, will write in and di- dispute that. But apparently, you know, you can go to any hawker centre, food stall, North Indian, South Indian stall in Singapore, and in most of them, you can get masala dulce, which, as you know, is a, is a thin crepe, wrapped up, stuffed, filled with lentils, potato yeah, and curry. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. And it's not
1: made with wheat. It's uh, made with uh, rice flour, I believe, and it's very easy to digest, much easier to digest
0: than wheat. Exactly. And as I say, apparently originated in Kamala Villas, which was the first real local place I went to in Singapore. And we said earlier, didn't we? We said about being cheapos. Well, I tell you, (laughs) it's always a bargain to be. If you're a cheapo, Kamala Villas is the place. Because you know, it's five dollars, six dollars, something like that. And they just keep Coming. Mm. You know, they have their little silver food pots and they'll top you up. They'll give you the banana leaf. They'll give you a dollop of rice, two or three different curries. You know, uh, there'll be a dal and, and one or two others. And they just keep coming back until you are rolled out of that restaurant. <laughs> yes. I love it. I take everybody there. And last year, in fact, a delegation from the University of Manchester, mm. where I went, they got in touch with me. And that's they said, where you went
1: to school, right? In the UK.
0: Yes, that's right. I went. There's my alma mater. And uh, they got in touch with me and they said they're sending a delegation of students to Singapore. Uh, they want to interview you about living in Singapore, working in Singapore. Where do you take them? First place was Little India. That was top of my list. We went and had makan. We, we ate at, uh, at uh, Kamala Villas, which they absolutely loved. There were two Indians in the group, two British Indians mm. in the group. Were they and impressed, he, And even they <laughs> thought it was top-notch, you know. Um, and, yeah, took them around Little India. I mean, everything you want is in Little India. If, if you love the heritage and the history, well, we all know it goes back to the early 19th uh, century, 1828. It, the area roughly... Borders, Saligi Road and Lavender Street. Mm. Um, lots of famous names, Dunlop Street, Clive Street, named after famous uh, European Eurasian families there. Racecourse Road, no surprises. Yep. There was a famous racecourse there. It was one of the most popular places in Singapore. Everybody, Europeans, locals, um, they all came down in the 1840s to watch these races in Racecourse Road. Farrah and- Road as well
1: as a, as a well-known road with
0: the with the fields there and all that. Yeah, Farrah Park. Well, yeah, Farrah Park, of course. Incubator of our greatest mm, footballers exactly. going way back to the Kwa family, Dollar Kassim, Fandi Ahmad, Sundramuti Muti later on. Very sad eventually that the Farrah Park fields are going mm, for development. Mm-hmm. But for the best part of a century, Farrah Park produced Olympians, Malaysia Cup winning footballers, you name it, yep. they trained, played, worked out at Farrah Park. Um, and, and, and the roads, I mean, it used to be a cattle place, a place for herding cattle, hence Buffalo Road, Cabal Road, mm. which is the Malay word for buffalo. Yep. So you've got your history there. You've got your architecture there. And I like Little India because it's scruffy. I'm a scruffy guy. It's a bit of a no-holds-bar. You know, Singapore's got a reputation for being very clean and sanitised and sterile. And look, let's not sugarcoat it. There is some truth in that. Mm, But but that's not a bad thing in many ways. No, it's not. Look, I always say, you know... Don't get me started, Jason, mm. on poverty tourists. Now, these are the guys, backpackers, gap year students who come from Europe and they want to see poverty mm. in all its glory. And I'm sick to the back teeth of these Western backpacker poverty tourists because they come to me, they, they, they message me on Facebook and they ask for advice and they say, we go to Bangkok and it's so scruffy and we go to the rivers of Bangkok and we see people washing their laundry in the in the river and it's so authentic and we don't get that in Singapore. Mm. Well, I'm so sorry that Singapore... Singapore is not a third world nation anymore. (laughs) So you don't get your cool Instagram photos Mm -hmm. to send back to your backpacker friends. Mm. We are what we are. Singapore is a great place to live. Mm. And that's the key difference. Mm. And the backpackers, they make me laugh. They go to Vietnam and they go to Thailand and they go to Cambodia. And these are all great countries. But if these guys want to work, they come here. If they want to live, they come here. But, The backpackers... So they love Little India because it's a little bit scruffy. And
1: there's a backpackers' hostels. And there's lots of backpackers' hostels
0: there. And it's a great place. And it's a little bit rough around the edges... But it is an authentic Singaporean experience. So you've got all of the architecture, the the two-storey shop houses, 100 years old. Some of them have been beautifully preserved. You've got the wonderfully eclectic, weird, insane Mustafa Shopping Centre. Oh, I love it. Oh, what a shop. What a shop. It is the only place where you can get, and I've done this and I've seen this, you can get garden fertiliser, tyre repair kits for your cars, (laughs) and toilet seat covers on the same shelf. I have seen this ladies and gentlemen it is documented in one of oh. my I can only imagine that when they were planning that section they thought you're always going to get that one customer who needs a tire repair kit for his car a fertilizer for his garden that he doesn't have and most importantly of all a toilet seat cover they didn't you buy
1: your Linda McCartney uh, vegetarian meals I did. There?
0: I did it's the only place I found Linda McCartney pies it's the only place I can find shoes to fit me I've got mm. feet like Coco the Clown yep. size 14 I can get them in Mustafa's I I can get shirts in mm. Mustafa's. I can get vegetarian food in Mustafa's. And then. And 24
1: then, hours? You go to there in 2 and 20? 24 morning. hours.
0: <laughs> and there's. A, I made a documentary about Little India. People don't often realize there's a Little India, but this is not known so commonly just across from Mustafa is actually Little Bangladesh. I didn't know that. Didn't know that. I made a documentary Mm. about it. You know, the poor Bangladeshis often overlooked, but there's one small street directly opposite from Mustafa that is commonly known as Little Bangladesh, where the Bangladeshi workers hang out on the weekends. So all of these little enclaves are there in Little India. But I always come back to the food Mm. I mean I'm a vegetarian so I'm slightly biased in that regard but you've got the Madras New Woodlands restaurant you've got Khan's restaurant you've got Stop right
1: there because you know Madras New uh, Famous Yeah famous and that's where I celebrated my 40th birthday Wow the um, Madras uh, Woodlands um, restaurant I I got a whole group of friends there when I just arrived in Singapore I used to live in the Holland area just for a few months every day I would travel to Little India for lunch on the way to work I was working in the afternoon and I would stop at that restaurant they knew me, and I think they wanted to give me a job as a waiter after a while because I was there so often. But i get my food, and then i go on, and i pack something for dinner as well. I just love that restaurant. And, oh. and, of course, we there are many other great restaurants there yes. as well. But, uh, yeah, sorry, go on. No,
0: no, you're right. I've had several meetings there. I mean, anyone who knows me, if they want to meet me, I'm a bit of a hermit. You've got to meet me in Little India. You? you know, I've got to kill two birds <laughs> with one stone because yes. uh, I can have a meeting and have the on at the same time. But the interesting thing... Madras New Woodlands restaurant. it is commonly mistakenly assumed that it somehow originates from woodlands. It has nothing to do with woodlands <laughs> like Woodlands, in Singapore you mean <laughs> yeah because it's actually a well-known place in Madras now Chennai uh, yeah um, and 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 that's and I discovered this when I actually went to Penang mm. and I went to the little India in Penang and I also had a woodlands restaurant. I thought, Woodlands in, in Singapore <laughs> you must shouldn't. have had, yeah, had all these wonderful food uh, restaurants and they uh, took over the world. Now, sadly, uh, it's the Woodlands in Chennai. Mm. But cheap makan, good makan, 24-hour makan, North Indian, South Indian, mm. vegetarian, non-vegetarian, it's all there. It's affordable. It's varied. Without a shadow of a doubt, I could go on for days, if you're a foodie, of all kinds of food, mm. by the way, there and, were Chinese restaurants and there. And don't forget Tekka Market,
1: Tekka Market, the Hawker Centre there. I love yep. the spicy ginger tea there. Yep. I think it's, they've got many different stalls there. A couple yep. of brothers who sell, they've got a picture with um, the former uh, president yep. uh, because he was a regular customer. This is some of the best spicy halia that you'll ever get.
0: Yeah, well, how many times have we been there? You can go there late at night. And the thing about Little India is that I think Trump's just about anywhere in Singapore mm. is that, you don't have to walk more than 30, 40 metres. You'll find something open. Not only will it be open, it'll be good. Yes. Whether it's late night Prata, Dolsai, whatever you want, Tay Tarek or whatever, it will be open, it will be affordable, and more importantly for the Singaporean context, because we we take our food seriously, it will be good.
1: Yes, and fresh. Am I right in thinking that both Little India and Chinatown are part of the urban planning area of yes. Rochor? Isn't that fantastic how you've got Chinatown and Little India so close together and yet so different?
0: Well, that's very uh, deliberate. I mean, in the 1820s, you go back that far, uh, it it features on Philip Jackson's famous map of Singapore town, and we go back as far as Raffles, when Mm. slightly imperialistic, slightly racist, Mm. you know, he he set Singapore up into those four racial enclaves. So you had the Little India, you had Chinatown, you had the expat area, the the, the European area, around what we now know as Raffles Place and the Padang, and you had a Eurasian district, of course. Um, that That was set in stone very, very early on, and has kind of followed it through. And plus um, the Malay village is very close to And too. Malay village, of course, yep. uh, uh, around the Geelang area, yes. and at the top of, uh, we mentioned before, at the top of Juchit mm. there, very popular Malay area. But the thing about Little India is because you have North Indian, South Indian, Muslim food, it you will see everybody there. And because you have a vegetarian element there as well, you get a lot of Buddhist places there as well, a lot of Buddhist-type mm. cuisine, Chinese cuisine. So you'll find... You know, this myth about um, it's just a place where Indians and Bangladeshis hang out, that is a complete myth. Um, I've been there many, many times. and I do want to briefly touch on, because I think it's important, the Little India riots of 2013, where I'm an Englishman. I've seen riots. Mm. I'm not downplaying what happened in mm. Little India. It was a very serious event. Well, 27
1: it- people were injured and 40 people were yes. arrested. It was pretty serious after a man was killed in a traffic accident.
0: Yes, which was... Yes, which was the trigger uh, mm. for for the incident. And after that, several laws were introduced, uh, clamp down on drinking and, mm. and selling of alcohol during certain hours. But I do think it's very important to stress this point, because one or two comments were made by one or two people who should have known better, suggesting that Little India was somehow unsafe. Mm. I have to say that is complete nonsense. I have taken my daughter... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old to Little India at all hours. First mm. thing in the morning, mm. quite late at night. You always felt comfortable? Always. Mm. And I, families, muck on at six, seven, eight, nine in the morning, late at night. Little India, for me, in my personal experience, is a completely safe place to go. I've written about it many times. I would urge all Singaporeans, visitors, backpackers, especially our backpacking friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> the ones who are taking Instagram pictures. Yes, who <laughs> want their poverty tourism. We're sorry we don't have any poverty here. But Go to Little India, mm. enjoy the experience, all the experience. You've got the history, you've got the architecture, you've got the heritage, and because the whole of in- Little India, by the way, is preserved as yep. a heritage district. You've got the food. Everything's there. It's a 24-hour enclave. I absolutely love the place, and so do you, don't you? Oh,
1: I do. And, I, of course, you know, as you know, I lived for many years in Kuala Lumpur, and I compare it to brick fields there, Little right. India, Singapore's Little India is so much better. Yeah. So much better than the the Little India in Kuala Lumpur, with all respect to my Malaysian friends.
0: Well, look, I grew up in places uh, in East London that would be considered like Little India's Forest Gate, where my grandmother lived, Upton Mm. Park, where West Ham United used to play. That was completely a Little India uh, kind of enclave. More famously, Brick Brick Lane in East London, which is where my relatives are all from. Mm. That's considered by far like the curry mile to get your Indian food. There was a place called Curry Mile in Manchester. That's right. A that's very right. famous place. And Bradford,
1: was, Bradford as well. yeah, Literally
0: a mile of Indian mm. eateries. And I've eaten at them all, Jason. <laughs> I have happily rolled out oh. of all of them, burped out of all of them. I still put Little India number one.
1: There we have it. Serangoon Road, Little India. This has been Beautiful Places with Neil Humphreys, the acclaimed author and the New Paper columnist, right here on Money FM 89.3.